So the next true tale from the life of a scientist is going to come from Anna from the Wellcultural Centre. Anna, over to you. I work in pattern recognition. My job is to take large data sets, identify the patterns which occur naturally, and then to detect deviations from those patterns, things which are abnormal and potentially harmful. Now this is something which we all have an innate ability to do, and which we do every day, whether it's crossing a road listening for cars, or reading someone's body language or facial expressions. Now, my story today is set in somewhat less familiar circumstances. I'm on a camel. The desert stretches out in front of me. Behind me, a village of about a hundred squat villages, squat buildings, gets smaller and smaller. My camel strides on, making his way through the sand dunes. The only thing between me and this beast is a threadbare blanket designed to cushion the impact. So the only thing between me and this beast is a threadbare blanket designed to cushion the impact of its jolting, jarring steps. The sun scalds any inch of skin left bare. My camel stops to mention a plant, and I imagine the rest of the group and the guides going off without me, leaving me stranded. When he does start to move again, my relief is tempered by the impact of his steps. The surface of the sand is covered in ripples created by the wind. It's a repeating, tessellating pattern as far as the eye can see. A single tree marks the spot of our camp for the night, and in my relief to get down, I land too, too quickly, sending shockwaves at my unsuspecting body. The team, we make chapatis, rolling the dough, kneading it in and out, over and over, and then cook them on the open fire. The guides make um, curry to go with it, um, but Mark doesn't like curry, so he has his chapatis with jam. Night falls. The sky turns dark. The sand beneath my feet goes from hot to cold, and a calm rolls out across the desert. We unravel the blankets, and as I lay, lay down on them, they emit a stench of old camel sweat. I look up at the beautifully clear sky and try to pick out familiar patterns in the unfamiliar stars. The only noise is the noise of the wind. It's soothing, repetitive. Blowing, then stopping, then blowing, then stopping, like a lullaby. Just as I'm about to drift off, I detect a slightly different noise. Somehow different, somehow faster, perhaps more urgent, more blowing, 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 then waiting, waiting. Perhaps it's a piece of paper or a leaf that's got caught in the wind. It'll go away. It doesn't go away. It's still there. Blowing, blowing, blowing. And waiting, waiting. Perhaps it's in the corner of a blanket or a scarab beetle rolling a particularly large piece of dung past my head. It doesn't go away. It's still there. Blowing, blowing, blowing. And waiting, waiting. Eventually, I sit up and put my torch on and shine it in the direction of the noise. There, in the full beam of my torch, is a snake. The light disturbs the guides. One of them runs over, grabs the torch from my hand and holds it fixed on this snake, trapping it in its headlight. Is everything okay? 
problem, he replies, but his hands trembling slightly. The other guide runs over with a big stick and whacks his snake. His thin, sand-coloured body contorts through the air. It's everything okay? I ask again. No problem, no problem, they reply, a slightly manic look in their eyes. They hit the snake again and again until its spine is broken and it's lying there dead and motionless. The only thing to distinguish it from the rest of the sand is the, the diamond pattern down its back. They dispose of the body and we lie back down and just before going back to sleep I ask, so you said everything, no, everything was okay but you seemed kind of scared and again they reply, no problem, no problem. If it bites you, then there's a problem. I lie awake, listening to the noise of the wind on the sand, blowing, then stopping, then blowing, then stopping. <laughs>